0: of America, Washington, D.C., signing on.
1: When the Sancers (laughs) howl. And we are live here in the virtual Green Dragon Tavern. I, of course, am your bartender. Your guide, your barroom patron. And of course, the bard for the evening. Number one best-selling author of The Gorilla's Guide to the Balfang Radio NC Scout. And uh, it is our live show, the Sons of Liberty Live podcast, coming in on the virtual Green Dragon Tavern. And it's very good to be in here with all of you on this Thursday Evening for sure, and uh, did a podcast earlier today, breaking down uh, a very very precarious situation that is happening on our southern border right now. <clears throat> um, in case anybody wasn't aware, didn't didn't listen to that episode, and and uh, hasn't been listening to it, which is pretty crazy because it's it had a lot of downloads in a short amount of time today. Uh, but in case you haven't listened to that in a, uh, quick rundown of, of what has transpired. So Mexican TV, a Mexican news channel has footage of an AT4 that was being carried by, uh, a Gulf cartel trigger puller. Okay. Um, there was a lot of consternation, hand wringing, what have you, that was occurring online about that. A lot of back and forth. I even got a, uh, a a very interesting name that was called that was bestowed upon me earlier today. One that I haven't heard before. Definitely not creative because leftists are not creative. They're devoid of of uh, the ability to think creatively. Generally speaking, everything's just a rehash of something else. But uh, I got called Nathan Bedford-Putin uh, to, uh, wow, that was that was impressive. And so what I will say is uh, to that person, which I'm not going to give you any free airtime uh, for your your Twitter handle, but what I will say is this, uh, and I'm grinning from ear to ear, that's number one best-selling author, Nathan Bedford-Putin to you, motherfucker. Uh, so, with with your account handle saying um, <laughs> your your description in there saying you can't wait for demographic change, leave, go somewhere else. Uh, go, if you, you know read the room, go somewhere else. It's that simple. But uh, anyhow, anyhow, something that that I talked about earlier today in the podcast and something we're going to be diving into tonight and uh, a very brief conversation i had with some uh, friends of mine is this very interesting uh quote-unquote OSINT community that is out there the open source intelligence open source intelligence because you know everything everything is intel these days right I've, i've written a number of pieces about this over the years it was one of the things that uh really has has bothered me quite a bit over the years is is how poorly the intel label gets thrown about um you know and and really our own intelligence community is very much the culprit of a lot of this stuff and this is one of the things that that we're going to be talking about tonight and i'm going to be talking about it again with some special guests that are coming up next week As well, uh, we're going to have some really cool podcasts that are going to be coming out in the early part of next week just before all of the classes that we're going to be having out in Wyoming. So before I punch out to head out west and uh, get up with all of you out there that are registered for those classes. And uh, on that note, there's one spot left, one, one spot left for the RTO course series in Wyoming one and that is the last time I'm coming out west this year so if you want to get in on that class and you are on the west coast and you're in the western half of the United States that's you, you need to get in on that class because I'm not coming back out there uh, not this year not in in uh, 2023 you know we'll look to 2024 I'm putting together I know as crazy as this sounds I'm putting together the 2024 calendar right now because that's that's how high the demand is for training. Um, and I mean, it's, I'm just going to be upfront and I'm going to tell all you so you know people aren't blindsided by this in the emails. Um, don't expect a whole lot of travel in 2024 on my end. That's, that's just the way that it's got to be. I can only do so many things well. Uh, I can do a lot of things. I can only do a few things well. And one of the things that I really want to be doing well in 2024, is being a husband and a father. Um, and and that's just how it's got to be. Uh, you know, my family, definitely, uh, in, in, you know, in my life, my family is at the center of everything. Uh, so, you know, that's, that's going to be what it is. So a lot, a lot of training here in North Carolina, a lot of uh, localized training, for sure, cutting back certain things. Um, but the, the web store, as I was talking about earlier today is going to be going full throttle. And by the end of the summer, by the end of the summer, I know I keep saying it by the end of the summer, it is going to be, uh, my goal for brushbeater.store is to be the one-stop shop for literally everything that you may need to be better trained, to be better equipped. You're already armed. OK, you're already armed. And if you're not armed, sell your cloak and buy a sword. OK, but but pretty much everybody in this community is already armed. right? If you're already listening to this podcast, you're already armed. So it, it is my duty at this point to be able to provide you with all the other tools, all the other enablers that you need um, for the accomplishment of your mission. And that's my mission now is, is to be able to do that along with training. Okay, along with training, so um, you know. But but circling back to this uh, this Osent clown show and the the precariousness of uh, the situation on our borders. So the Gulf Cartel is very uh, active just south of Brownsville, Texas, and I'm going to tell you, you know, it's one thing to see guys rocking and rolling with. AKs and Toyota Hiluxes and Ford Lobos, right? Ford Lobo down south, that's that's an F-150, right? Like, you know, homemade tanks and what have you, uh, you know, welded up F-250s and everything. Like, that's that's one thing, all right? I've seen the gun battles between the Templars and the Zetas and the Mexican security forces in Juarez. I've seen it saw it my own two eyes. Okay. Um, this is a real thing. You know, I, I lived in El Paso for almost two years. I saw it. You know, you, you can ride down I-10 and look. You know, if you're riding uh, on I-10, going towards Las Cruces, I-10 West, you just look to your left, there's Juarez. You can see it. There's some of the, the roughest areas of Juarez, too, are right there. You know? Um, so, anyway... My point is, is that it's one thing to see small arms battles and everything like, okay, man, like that is what it is. It's, it's rough. Like, if you haven't been indoctrinated into that kind of thing, it can be shocking, um, you know. But But it's a whole other animal when you begin to see enablers like AT4s, right, like M72 Laws. Right, um, some of the higher-end, more sophisticated equipment. And uh, where where a lot of the hubbub came from, sadly, was the fact that we have these OSINT clowns out there that, that are so quick, because they're all partisan hacks. And this is what we're going to be talking about in this episode. They're all partisan hacks, all of them. They are all running cover for the failures of the intelligence community. This is what they're doing. All right. They are all running cover for the propagandists out there. They are part of the propagandists. They're all running cover for that. They're running cover for the fact that this this stuff is is horrifically bad. And these policy failures are coming straight from Washington, D.C. Right. And so if if you think that we're in a world where uh, cartels, trigger pullers, are running around out there, soldados are running around out there with rocket launchers. You think that this is okay? That we live in a world where this is okay? Where even the Twitter community notes that was put on that video said, and I pointed this out, said, well, they've been doing this for decades anyways. Anyways. They said anyways. Right? Which means whoever wrote that community notes is a fucking moron right they, they're they're an idiot too they're too stupid to be where they are because they can't even speak right so point is if you live in in that bubble where you think that this is no big deal right oh, it's no big deal that's no big deal oh well you know what hey, they, you know, they didn't get those weapons from Ukraine. You're wrong about that. That's what we're going to dial in on is the fact they, didn't, they no way they couldn't have got those weapons from Ukraine. But as I pointed out earlier today, the illicit arms trade in Ukraine is very much alive and well. And the mastermind behind a whole lot of that, who still has his fingers real deep in his Rolex of contacts in Ukraine, just got freed last December. Victor Boot. This is serious stuff, folks. You don't think that maybe when he was held in U.S. custody, that maybe, just maybe, the day that he got out, the day, I'm talking the hour that he got out, he started making phone calls, he's going to get his revenge. You didn't think that maybe, just maybe, this would be a problem? Folks, you know, you don't think that American weapons, no way, no how, how could they end up in the hands of cartel members? No, no. And what's really funny to me is the account, the OSINT account, quote unquote, who claims he's an expert. He, maybe I'm misgendering him, maybe it's a she, maybe it's a Z, maybe they damn well don't know what bathroom they're going to go in. I don't even give a damn. Who cares? What I will say is this they think that they know what's going on in South America and Mexico, right? I love how they had an M1 Abrams as their, their uh, uh, profile picture. Yeah, an M1 Abrams. You know, if we only sent those Abrams to Ukraine, this war would be over. We'd kick shit out of those riskies. We'll kick them all the way back to St. Petersburg. Mm hmm. Sure, you will. Sure, you will. They're still not there, by the way. Uh, you, <laughs> The Ukrainians are too busy playing uh, joust with uh, tank barrels on leopard tanks, as I was told by a friend of mine who knows quite a bit about main battle tanks, and uh, <laughs> allegedly we'll just say can't confirm or deny, know some people who is on the ground that is training them and said that that's exactly what happened. They popped the turret off of one of those uh, leopard tanks in Germany. But anyway, point is, point is here, is that what they dialed in on was the fact that it was being claimed that maybe, just maybe, there's a chance these weapons came from Ukraine and that they're being used to arm the cartels, which is an indisputable fact. Okay, this is an indisputable fact. Doesn't matter whether they're getting AT-4s, they're getting something out of the deal, and I'll prove it. And I'll prove it right now. The counterclaim was made that, well, they got the weapons from Venezuela. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Well, that's interesting, because by the markings on that AT-4, it was marked with a black and yellow band, so two black bands, yellow in the middle. You can clearly see this in the video, all right? On the M134, that indicates a high explosive anti-tank round, and those, those weapons were manufactured after 2004 why is that significant that tells you that it was that those weapons were built within the past 20 years why is 2004 significant well there's no way that they could have got those weapons from Venezuela because if they were made after 2004 and Venezuela had a military coup in 2004 that brought Hugo Chavez to power and we immediately cut off weapons all arms shipments and began an embargo on Venezuela. Ooh. Go back and fact check that one. So how the hell did they get an AT4 that was made after 2004? Hmm? See, it doesn't compute. It's bullshit. It's bullshit, but it doesn't matter. Because the OSINT bros, who are running cover for whatever bullshit Langley is putting out there, they get a free pass. They get a free pass on all of this. And you idiot leftists, just jump on it. You just jump on it. Oh! See? You're wrong. Ignoring the very real reality that we have very well armed, very well organized criminal and terrorist elements who are bringing some real bad actors into the United States. And if they're, they're that well armed across our border. That close to our border. They're at least that well armed. Inside our border. Covertly. And What are they going to do next? Hmm? Ponder the question. To the Ocent clown show out there. All the little little peons who couldn't make it right they couldn't make it as case officers or intel analysts for real for real so they had to they had to revert to rumors and they have to do it another way man i'm a partisan hack yeah yeah right or what's worse what's worse in the case of bellingcat uh they they literally are partisan hacks but they just can't really... They, they can they can say that they're on the civilian side. Uh, so that they they skirt the laws of Title 50. Right? Yeah. Anyway, I am joined by my esteemed guest. First on the list. The man, the myth, the legend, the author of the best-selling Tactical Wisdom series. And bodyguard extraordinaire to... Uh, a, a number of conservative celebrities, and you have got some crazy feedback going on, brother.
2: Yeah, I, I don't know what that was, but is it gone now? Not yet. Hmm. Oh, I know what it was. Disregard. We're good now. Um. Yeah, there's some crazy things going on, and you know what? One person, you do a job for one person, and they tell somebody else, and that person calls you, and then they tell someone else, and you know, it's it's good for business, but there's a lot of wackos out there that are just making my job uh one easy and two profitable. So <laughs> hey <laughs> why not?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love I love how uh in a in a conversation you were like, Oh, gotta go.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Someone hands. just showed up where he's not supposed to. <laughs> yeah. Uh <laughs> but you know what's funny is is is, is bullies uh, bullies and stalkers I mean I'll tell you what the minute you push back on them, they crumble right They expect to be able to make people fearful of them and the minute somebody bigger and badder shows up and, and I'm not saying I'm bigger and badder, but but I kind of am uh, <laughs> you know they suddenly crumble and their tune changes so it's just interesting. people are funny.
1: They are, they are. They typically stalkers definitely. Uh, they tend to quit stalking people once it's like, "Hey, this is real," and stop doing that. You know, they, they tend to not want to stalk around right no more. You know.
2: Yeah. Hey, you know the things you were about to say you were going to do to someone else—they're about to happen to you. How you feel? Uh, maybe I could just go home. Yeah. Maybe you probably should.
1: and and stalkers stalkers are I had one believe it or not I had one I had one once upon a time he was uh, he 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 was was a special case man he was well
2: apparently one of my special cases was uh, upset that uh, he couldn't make it to a public appearance of somebody and so is sending out more letters and things so May have to make a visit, so we'll see how that goes.
1: Sending out letters, who does that in 2023? Who does that? Like did he did he at least make it like cool where you like you cut the letters <laughs> out of the magazine? No. And then, like-
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> and what, what's ironic is people don't realize that that I can identify your printer from the letters you send. And that's, yes. that, that's not good for you, right? No. And uh, so this one particular guy hadn't crossed a line until this week when he sent, he actually sent this one via email. So he made it a federal crime uh, at the same time. So uh, yeah, I, I'm going to give him the one, you know, like I told you last night, I'm going to give them the one you and I can work this out together or I'll just haul you down to the courthouse, one or the other. So we'll figure it out.
1: It's. Mm, mm, I just all like news. Give it up. Mm, mm, shake my head slowly, like man.
2: Well, the problem with <laughs> it is, is, is I, I I'm always about. Hey, we just gonna, we're just gonna take this to the tenth level, but I also have to worry about the client and their exposure and, you know, once you start a court proceeding, the names come out. So.
0: Yeah,
1: I mean. With lawsuits, there's a way to there is a way to obscure that, but with with uh, with, with criminal cases, nah, it's gonna come out. Soon. Yeah,
2: especially with the dude sending you know threatening emails. That's not gonna yeah, that's not gonna stay under wraps. Yeah. So,
1: but we, I mean, with famous people though, whenever you're dealing with with anybody whose name is out there, you know, are ourselves included in that? We've had private conversations about. it. But um, you you have to expect it, you know. I I was telling somebody earlier today in a conversation we were talking about. You know, this this person's in the process of publishing the book, and and you know we were talking about some stuff. And I said, he he was asking about potential pitfalls of things. I was just like, look, man. One of the things I've learned the hard way is, um. Definitely expect if if you gain any kind of traction, and I think that his book definitely will. Um, you gain any kind of traction in sales, expect to get ripped off, man. It's it's like that's going to happen, and and you know the the more you're out in the limelight, expect people to to you know it, it expect people to just be very interested in you. Um, you know it, it's it is what it is, man. So, uh, you know, like Tucker Carlson, melting off to Maine for a little while, you know, low population density, kind of cold all year up there. That's uh, good stuff. Anyway, moving down the list, Johnny Paratroopa. Hey, buddy.
0: <clears throat> the uh,
1: What's up, man? You sound exhausted. Uh,
0: you know, man, I've been going at it for about three and a half months pretty hard. And um, yeah, yeah. I got... I actually have three weekends in a row. Uh, the boss hooked me up with three, three day weekends in a row. And, um, going to make sure I'm like in the air conditioning and all that stuff. Um, for the next couple of weeks, it, it was, it was, we've been going at it, buddy. The, I sent you some pictures of the heavy equipment. We, I mean, we were, we were running the biggest stuff you can get down the road. You know what I'm saying? Like without special permits. Um, it was a lot of work the it was a lot of fun though i learned a lot it was fast-paced it was really exciting the last couple of weeks have been a little slow but um it was a lot of fun uh dolio that's cool you do security buddy the um great stories i used to i i actually did like uh not executive security in dc as into as terms of like the president but i worked for a high profile uh organization as well that uh people would go on television and stuff and then next thing you know i'm sorting through like 300 death threats it's like jesus dude don't you understand what you just like the first amendment is not a (laughs) free for all dude if you have an intimate threat of danger um child pornography uh like there's there you're gonna cause harm to yourself or others um or uh one other there's there's another one um yeah you definitely can't threaten people though so like I used to like tell people they were gonna like i when I worked at a bar which was a lot more fun than working in d c for some law firm I talked about it before but like you know you ask people to not throw like like not like uh on like a big thing to do on New Year's is to buy like a bottle of champagne and just spray it all over people well it's like you can't do that like they didn't you know you can't like ruin people's clothes and stuff like that like they spent good money to go out like and then you just ruin their night by covering them with champagne and they didn't even ask for it so i used to be like you know i'd I'd have to like kick people out and stuff and they'd be like dude you know i was just having a good time man you can't put your hands on me that's assault and it's like no actually you can't just like crack a bottle of champagne and spray it all over somebody like that that could be assault because like the kids what they do what these these kids are smart they're real assholes to each other they would like if you didn't like some people you would like accidentally just spill a drink all over them and then when i got to throw you out it's oh i'm innocent i didn't do anything and it's like yeah you just so happen to spill drinks all over your well <laughs> it's like yeah you just so happen to spill drinks all over her, your ex-girlfriend and her new boyfriend like you petty fuck. do you think i'm retarded like uh, you've been coming to this bar for three years you know, don't fucking lie to me. Like, I know you were dating her and now you're not. Like, you got to go. But uh, anyway, yeah, it's it's funny. Um, people really think they can. Uh, like, like people think you can square up with a guy and if, and, uh, if you say, I'm going to fucking kill you and then the other guy says, I'm going to fucking kill you, the police actually probably aren't going to arrest you because both of you were threatening each other. Then you beat the shit out of each other. Then the cops beat the shit out of you. They're going to take you to the commish. You're going to sit in jail for 13, 14 hours. I've done this before. They're going to take you to the commish. And the commish is going to be like, don't fight again. Next time I see you in here, you're, you're probably going to jail for like 18 months. And it's like, all right, commish, we'll see you later. <laughs> like, and then they throw you out the door of the side of the building at like four in the morning. but the, um, Or one in the afternoon, depending on the day. Hopefully you get arrested on a Friday, though because if you get arrested on a Saturday, you're definitely sitting there till Monday. But um, yeah, if you're gonna get rowdy, get rowdy on a Thursday or a Friday. You could probably be out by Friday, by maybe Saturday morning if they're working a long one. But um, maybe, depending on the day. Uh, but yeah, if, you know, <laughs> funny stuff, man, funny stuff. Yeah, you can't go around threatening people. Uh, so the rocket launcher thing though, that's interesting because, um i mean obviously we've been tossing a lot of equipment around over the years and there's been uh multiple multiple um you know regime changes and a lot of countries they you know like venezuela i'm sure was buying some at4s and some rpgs yeah. and stuff like that they were buying all kinds of stuff right they are you know they buy a little bit of everything cuz like what these countries do is they uh especially the shitty countries of dubious moral and ethical character they um they'll buy or buy or sell to anybody for for any they just got money to throw around so it's like a diplomacy thing and guns sell you know like just like we sell guns all day or buy and sell guns all day long you know yeah the other bad guy the bad guys like their guns as much as we do you know it's like it's not like it's not like we have the like this, the second amendment debate thing is hilarious because actually, most of the real enemies on earth have real weaponry. Risky Krisky and I can tell you all about the AT4 scout. I have no doubt you're familiar with it. Like, that is a paratrooper's weapon, right there. Like, the AT4 will blow a hole through basically anything. I mean, it they're fucking those things are cool, right?
1: It's not as cool as the law, though. The law, I was talking about this with a friend. Uh, who might be in the chat tonight? I haven't really been been paying much attention to the chat, but I was talking about this two days ago with him about how the, the M72 law was the best weapon system that we we just kind of shit canned. Like, you know, you, you can easily carry four or five of those on top of your ruck, and um, great great little weapon system, and it's I mean it, they're they're small. Uh, it's a small rocket. Really, really simple to use. I mean, it's it's the American RPG, Um, the RPG twenty three. In fact, the Muka rocket is very similar to the M seventy two law. Yeah, they
0: the Russians brought back the law. They were they kind of. We got rid of it, and they were like, "Hey, that was a good idea. We're going to keep that. (laughs) Like, we're taking that one."
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's just a good idea. Like, um. You know,
0: it was were, a. It yeah. was essentially like a. Um, uh. There, there were a couple different. Was there a couple different rockets like the AT4 yeah. we had? There was because yeah. they used, yeah, to, use, uh,
1: they
0: used to use a. They used to use a like a fire one, for yeah. bunker busting. Yeah, that's
1: that's HE high explosive dual purpose.
2: We used to have the small in um, the Marines. That one was pretty pretty yeah. legit.
1: We had small D's as well. Um, Small D. The the small D is for that. That's a breaching round. Um, It is a different weapons platform, uh, but it the it's really the the differences in the warhead that's inside of it. AT4 is specific for armored vehicles, even though it'll it'll work pretty well for a lot of other. Uh, things is also small D is more specific to, uh, buildings, structures, uh, really anything, you know, it, and, and the difference is the construction of the warhead. Uh, but anyway, let's, let's, uh, get on down the list here. Cause we got, we got a packed house tonight. Speaking of Risky Krisky, Mr. Risky Krisky, what's up brother? Not much.
3: Just, uh, <clears throat> painting some rifles
1: that's right that's right is it rhodesian brush stroke
3: um no i'm gilding up i gilded up my i guess you could call it an spr just like an 18 inch scoped ar-15 and um yeah. put a little scrim wrap on it and just filling in the the little black parts so i got an aim point on top beauflage and in a little bit of some green paint
1: yeah a little bit of the beauflage.
3: Yeah, if I, you know, back in my day, you would beauflage everything and you take it overboard right. as a man. You just, it's embarrassing. Right. The lawnmowers beauflage. Why is that, you know? That's,
1: <laughs> that's right, man. Like, beauflaging stuff predates Krylon. Like, is oh, yeah. that that was the staple around here in the 90s. Like, you painted everything with beauflage. You can still get that at Tractor Supply. Um, they call it, they call it, it, it's, it's, it's called something else. Now it doesn't say bowflage on the can, but it's still like the same people make it. And it's still got, you know, the deer on the can and like the picture. The Krylon's got their boat on the can, you know, Krylon camo. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of partial to, uh, the desert tan from Krylon and the dark brown from uh, or the, the desert tan from uh, Bowflage rather, and the dark tan from Krylon. It gives a real cool camo pattern. Just real, real simple. Everybody that's been to class has seen it. Um, you know the, the rifle that's in the gorilla dispatch. That was an article that I wrote many, many years ago. That's that camo pattern that the rifles painted in, in in that book. So anybody that's read that uh, in volume one, um, you know that that rifle um, is painted in that pattern. All my other rifles are painted in that pattern too, and they work pretty well. Uh, works pretty well in the woodland, even though it you know you would think, oh man, desert desert camo, desert camo is actually. Really good in woodland environments because we, you know, free uh, camo tip out there. The way that the human eye sees is through processing shadow. And when we do that, we always see everything from light to dark. And based on those uh, contrasts that occur in colors, that's how we process shape. So in order to um, mask all of that, the way you do it is you always have a, a very light background and you add a little bit of shadow to it to darken it up. And that's, that's a very effective scheme when you're painting um, to to camouflage your equipment, you know, and, and uh, if, if you're making a ghillie suit, layering the ghillie that way as well, um, you know, and again, it's all stuff we cover in the scout course. We talk about all that and uh you know you guys do quite a bit of camouflaging of your, your stuff in there. But uh anyway, what else is new, bro? Uh
3: just uh working on the YouTube stuff. Got a potentially a few big things in the works. I am not at liberty to talk about right now due to nope. NDAs, but we've got um hopefully a few big big time moves coming. So nice. Yes, yes. nice. I also gotta get I, out to your um, scout course too i gotta use this rifle out there
1: yes this is open invitation brother open invitation everybody else in here in the room has has been up to the place except for you so you know yeah.
3: it's unacceptable too <laughs> i'm probably the closest one
1: it's, yes you are you are in fact you are uh by by quite a bit
3: <laughs> yeah man let's Dude, uh right. i gotta change that let's get up very soon like Let's uh let's talk offline and figure something out.
1: Yeah. Out well, here. we, we need to because there's a few other things that I was gonna was gonna run by you. Uh, dealing with the store, I've got some I got some products I want to introduce you to that yeah. I can't necessarily talk about yet in public. But cool uh, I think that that everybody in here, everybody listening to this, is gonna be real excited. I know some of y'all are probably like, man, quit. Quit telling us, quit telling us by the end of the summer, man. Like, dude, bro, I totally get it, and like, I I am that excited about the products that that I know are coming down the pipe, um, that that are going to be coming out. So, um, you know, <laughs> it, it's it, it is a staggered release. When when I get back from Wyoming, I'm just saying when when I get back from Wyoming. I'm going to be headed out there and I'll be out there until mid June. Um, When I am back from the classes in Wyoming, there's going to be like, it's, it's gonna, it's going to be crazy. Like that whole, the, the whole um, rolling from mid June to all the way into mid August is just going to be like, it's going to be like, bam, bam, bam. Like so much stuff is going to be happening in that, that very short amount of time. Um, and, uh, it's, it's really going to be doing, doing some special stuff for the community. I think, uh, I think so, you know, I'm just saying, uh, open country in the comments. I want to field this one real quick. Any chance of shipping to Canucks stand soon? Uh, maybe, maybe there's, there's going to be some of the things that I'm talking about, um, that, that I'm going to be offering in the store, there's no way that I can ship it to Canada. Uh, some of the equipment there, there is absolutely no way that I can ship to Canada, you know, field manuals and stuff. Maybe, uh, maybe we, the, you know, books and things we'll probably be able to do that. Uh, but some of the equipment that, that I'm going to be offering no, that's, it's no, it's not happening. And, and to be fair, um, <clears throat> you know, I, I'm just saying, uh, for our international listeners out there, because we do have a pretty big following in Australia. So uh, shout out to Australians um, and, and several countries in Europe as well that, that listen to this podcast. Um, they, they look uh, international shipping is, is kind of dicey a lot of times, and that's just not something I'm going to open myself up to. Um, I'm just not doing it. So, you know, it it's some of like several of the products that that I'm going to be offering are ITAR restricted anyway, uh, hint hint, and I I'm just not doing it. So field manuals maybe, uh, we'll you know we'll get there. But I'm telling you like there there is some things, um. There's some things I'm, I'm just sidestepping altogether because it, it opens Pandora's box for all sorts of second and third order effects of problems that, that I'm just not doing. Uh, Teddy Bear in the comments is saying, uh, w- was asking just a second ago about medical equipment. Yes, 100% yes. Um, that is coming as well. And it's, it's um, I don't want to talk, I don't want to talk too much about that. I don't I don't want to divert too much time to because I I might let some things slip out um that I don't want to to preempt myself on just yet. Uh so anyway, working our way down the line here. Madman actual. What's up, brother? Good evening, gentlemen.
4: How's everybody doing? We um,
1: are marvelous, sir.
4: Marvelous. Glad to hear it. <laughs> <sighs> yeah I, buddy I'm looking
1: forward <clears throat> to the, the OSINT discussion with you because I know this is something that drives you up the wall as well
4: dude it drives me up the great wall
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
4: but it's all right I'll, I'll wait I'll hold my tongue until it's my turn well. yeah I'm, I'm Ironing stuff out for the class. Yeah.
1: Yes. Tactical yep. signals exploitation coming up in August. Mm-hmm.
4: It's gonna be a good time. For Fo sure. Show. Fo show. Yeah, it's like you know when you're like kinda like listing out the blocks of instruction you kind of like kill yourself. Cause you're just like, man, now I should do that first. Now I should do this first. especially with what I'm teaching. It's like, man, you don't really know what to teach first. Cause it all works together in one big giant circle. Right. And there's no like right. great starting point, but there's like better starting points. And so I yeah. get it.
1: Well, and it, it's tough, man, because when you come to, from the instructor's side of the house, when you're coming into a class where it's always a mixed bag, you don't know you got one guy sitting in the corner that might be a friggin', you know, twenty year Sigant dude who like has done everything there is to do in that world as an electrical engineer and everything and then you know like the other side of the classroom you got a guy who is like hey i bought a balfang yesterday and that's (laughs) like that's all i know yeah and you you know you you have to teach both of those guys yeah you know And, and man that's a if for anybody listening um, that, that's like kind of wanting to get their feet wet in the, the instructor's instructor side of the house, and, you know, doing these things, um, man, it it's um it that it's very intimidating. Like I always tell people it's after stressful. an RTO course, yeah, dude, it's it's extremely stressful. Like I'll, I'll tell people, there's always that one guy that I'll have in class that like I wonder if I can teach them anything. Like they're there, and I appreciate that they're there. But I wonder if I could teach them anything because they already like they already know what they're doing. You know, yeah. it's man, dude, am I gonna really like
4: it? the only thing you can teach them is like from story time? You know, like give them some like tips and tricks on lessons learned yeah. that they otherwise wouldn't have learned. Because I had that, you know, in the first class I ran. Like there was guys in there that knew more about certain topics than I will in 10 years, you know, like they just, yeah. they've been doing it forever. They're ham radio guys and they understand radio wave propagation and they understand how all the different signals are, are affected differently. And yeah, like they know, and they all know it like lickety split right off the back of their, right out of their head. They're just like, yep, this is it. Um, so that is really difficult to teach a widespread Um, luckily I have a little bit of knowledge that like is a very niche community, um, with what I did in Afghanistan. That's like a very small, tiny community that actually did that. So that's something that I get to teach that I feel like at least everybody gets to learn, uh, what that's about and how the whole, uh, find, fix, finish, exploit, analyze, and disseminate process works. Like, cause right. you get the whole picture. Um, so that is one thing that I definitely bring to the table is I've I've seen it from all angles. Yeah. As far as technical knowledge, though, yeah, like man, you got guys in there that are like geniuses. Like all they do is radio stuff. They are radio and SIGINT guys, and they've been yeah. intel guys in for yeah. dot .gov or dot .mil for however long. And
1: yeah, dude, like one like, of the, the... yeah. One of the craziest experiences I had as an instructor was out in Wyoming two years ago. And um I had so every every course I have in Wyoming is, is really a special experience. And I and this one coming up, I know that it's it's gonna be incredible. Um but the uh two years ago running class in Wyoming, and uh, had an older guy, came to class, he was very reserved, I could tell that he knew so, so much, like, his his knowledge level was through the roof, but, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't telling anybody anything, and he was just kind of sitting there, and like when we got to antenna theory, he's kind of nodding his head and like grinning a little bit. And then, then, then I opened him up. When we got into HF, I he he uh, he opened up a little bit. I was like, oh man, you know, I haven't done HF stuff in years. You know, year probably a decade or more, and had forgotten some things. You know, and so I. I Begin talking to him, and you know, and um, not trying to pry, but but I can just tell that this guy has so much knowledge he's sitting on. He's wearing under his hat. Well, without giving too much away about him, uh, because you know, obviously, I value everybody's uh, privacy and anonymity uh, as 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 much as I value uh, you know my own uh, privacy. And it it turned out that. He had been an engineer, uh, still still is, for somewhere, uh, which is a, a very well placed uh, place that develops signals, collection equipment, that processes a, a lot of these things. And he's an electrical engineer who also had the experience of you know the 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 working end of all this. And what was so crazy is that in that class, I had two guys that were like that. I had two and had no idea, you know, no idea that, that, you know, because people tell me what they want to tell me. If they don't want to tell me anything about them, don't tell me nothing. You know, it just, it just is what it is. Like, I, I'm not asking people, you know, oh, well, tell me your ham radio call sign. Like, I don't, I don't care, man. Like it's everybody that trained with me knows that, you know, you, you tell me what you, you want me to know. And, and we'll leave it at that. Um, you know, and, and that's just that, but uh, it was, it was so crazy because all the other students knew that this guy was just like, he was a genius. And there was a lot of guys in that class that, that were geniuses. And I think we had like 18 or 19 students. So it was a big class anyway. And, um, by the end of the course, they started calling him "Enemy of the State." So, you know, or or a Gene Hackman specifically. So, you know, anybody seen uh, that movie "Enemy of the State"? Many years back, it was uh, Will Smith was in it, and he he was he had like he was a political staffer or something. I don't I don't remember exactly, but. Um, he he was in trouble with some politician out there and there was this retired NSA guy who knew all uh, all about all the surveillance stuff that they were using against him and yeah, like, how they were trying Yeah. It's a good
0: him. movie. That was- it was filmed in Baltimore. Yeah. It was
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah okay,
0: and- so uh interesting fact uh Madman might not know this. Uh, Madman, the the scenes for the houses that the politicians' houses are bugged in and stuff, that's the neighborhood my family grew up in. And then what the house that I believe the the politician lives in is actually my the house my father grew up in. Fact. Whoa. That's a fact. I'm not making that up. That's a fact. Anyway, good movie though. Um Yeah. Yeah, they, they were all
1: in that. Like yeah he's like
0: an old crofton uh ham basically he's like the ver- crofton is down by where the nsa is and yeah like, yeah yeah, yeah. Crofton, and he, he
1: was- gene gene hackman was just this you know dude living in his basement get a bunch of radios and he had the big stuff.
0: faraday cage in the warehouse Man, yes, <laughs> like yes
1: and it was just like oh man that's him like and it just it was just like that's you dude and I, I tell you what
2: i've watched that scene where he self-destructs it like 15 times trying to figure out how i could recreate that
0: uh well the the uh, special effects engineers use um powdered uh cornstarch that they blow into the air with high pressured air and then light it on fire with flares
1: does it say crush?
0: It's up. a, a cornstarch vapor bomb, basically, or dust bomb, basically. Yeah, it makes a good fireball in Uh
2: Legal disclaimer: Do not do anything we discuss. Yeah, on the don't shift.
0: test any of that. Nah. That's I read that in a special effects book once. Nah. Uh, anyway, well, moving you know, along. I'm
1: seeing corn chips because corn chips have corn chips are extremely flammable, oh, yeah. and that is. It can be a contributing factor for accidental arson. Um, it can be a definite factor when you were doing an arson investigation. Um, I know this for a fact. So, you know, it, it's corn, corn, corn oil uh, is pretty, pretty dangerous stuff. Like cornmeal is pretty dangerous stuff. Um, anyway. Yeah. You know, Talking about dangerous stuff. Let's 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 move on down the line. Patriot man.
0: <laughs> Patriot man.
5: What's up, man? What up, man. Not much, man. Sorry I was a little bit late. I was uh finishing up at the gym. Um had a nice little leg workout today. So uh so yeah, man. I mean how, how's everything going on your end?
1: It's going, dude. It is going.
5: Well, i want to touch on something that madman was saying when you were saying but from a flip side so when i first came to classes you know i think a lot of people are sometimes you know just like as sometimes you guys are sitting there going you have all these motherfuckers who are, know their shit, but they're still sitting in class and you're just kind of like whoa like i got to deal with this instructor sometimes it's intimidating as a participant Particularly me, I'm civilian Joe Schmo. I think uh, I, I am, in fact, the only civilian on, out of the six of us. So you go into one of these classes, and like you're like seeing, oh, I did this, I did that. This was my MOS. I did this shit. So for a lot of people, particularly your Joe Schmo civilian people who want to take training, it can be intimidating because you feel like you're walking into a room for experts, and and sometimes you are. But the great thing about these classes no matter who's teaching them, you know, in this room is that it's so collaborative and they have knowledge that they're going to share with the class and they don't look down on you just because I'm Mr. Suburban Dude and I'm going to take training. So I think that's something that I wanted to highlight because you brought it up from the trainer aspect. It can be intimidating from the class participant. You might be sitting there looking at the scout course or looking at uh, tactical exploitation or any of these classes, right? And being like, well nah i don't i don't really know anything there's gonna be guys there who know more than me i don't want to look stupid i don't want to ask questions and like i just wanted to make a note in my little intro here to like just fuck that like come to class i've i've never had a bad experience outside of like one or two people and i've been to and scout can attest it was a lot of fucking classes like over two dozen or close to three dozen at this point probably oh, yeah. um yeah. and only one or two individuals have ever been like that so if you're intimidated as to go into training because you think you're going to be the dumbest person in the room i've been the dumbest person in the room several hey, times hey, and those are the classes i get the most out of buddy don't beat yourself up because you're better trained and more
0: knowledgeable and more dangerous than almost any national guard soldier i served with <laughs> well thank uh, I i appreciate uh, that <laughs> It, dude uh yeah i mean your mind is your primary weapon buddy
5: that that is true and but it, i mean the fact is that like again the start of that was me being like you know five years ago uh this random fucking dude in appalachia saying i'm gonna drive take a class with him and that started the thing but that can be intimidating to a lot of people so what i'm saying is if you're listening you've been on the fence because you don't you feel like you're gonna be like an embarrassment to yourself or anyone about going to course, absolutely seek training because that's where you're going to learn the most. And don't feel like you're going to be the stupid person because everyone is super nice doing it. That was just something as you guys were talking, that was, that was, um, rattling around in my brain as I was listening. So I wanted to make sure people understood that. Um, anyways, off my soapbox. Other than that, man, uh, yeah, doing good here. Um, there's going to be a couple good gear reviews coming down the line. From AP, um, we got reached out to you by uh, a couple companies, one of which um, was Mira Safety, who does a lot of CBRN stuff. Um, we got some stuff inbound that um, is going to be, uh, I think, interested. A lot of you are going to be interested in, so keep your eyes peeled for that. But uh, yeah, other than that, I mean... Everything's going good here, and let's talk about them. uh, Oh, I will say this. I learned something when I was reading the, the, you know, we're talking about the cartels tonight and the rockets and everything, the AT4s. I learned why it's called the AT4. And anyone who appreciates dad jokes will appreciate this. Apparently, it is an 84-millimeter projectile. So, as a joke, they named it the AT4, as in 84. Now, I told that to my better half, and ha, ha, she rolled her eyes, ha, ha. but I thought that was kind of funny. Ha,
3: ha, ha, ha.
1: Thanks, <laughs> you fuck. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah anyway, anyway. Um, yeah. So, right on. Well, the, the, you learn something every day. I learned that. I always thought it was, was uh, anti-tank. And I never, never asked what the, the four was for, but I know that it's M one thirty four. I know that. Uh, so anyway, that, that's really a good segue to getting back into this and, um, uh, getting back to the, the OSINT clown show and the cartels, how it applies to the cartels, bounces some of this stuff off you guys. Uh, there is one thing that, that I'm thinking about doing a podcast on and it may or may not happen. Um, And I may, I may just can the whole idea, but uh, there's been, there's been a pretty significant back and forth and, and Patriot man, you, you brought up, or actually Johnny, you, you brought up this point about, um, and I don't want to, I don't want to spend too much time on this, but you know, Hey, Hey, Patriot man, you you know, you're more dangerous than than a lot of infantrymen that we knew. And and that's a statement I would agree with, Um, you know, there's been this big back and forth here recently uh, between uh, and and it, this this keeps happening, right? This argument keeps happening, and it's gonna keep happening. It, it's it's like a case of herpes, man. It ain't gonna go away. Where you have a lot of the the bro vets who you know I'm not saying anything one way or another, right? Because people lump me into that category from time to time. Man, it is what it is, right? Uh, I think. Me personally, I don't really see myself as as like part of that community. Um, you know I'm definitely a, a figment of the patriot community, and I'm not saying those guys aren't patriots. Obviously, they are. It's just that they, there's a um, they have there's a different culture with with kind of the veteran community, and I see. Uh, partly where where this argument comes from but they, there's this back and forth between the um i'll say the civilian side guys who you know aren't vets or maybe kind of are but they did like you know just just their, their one enlistment and then got out but they're really big on training and they you know they're going to a lot of classes they're putting in you know a lot of hours they've been to you know train with you know all, all the names, all the guys that are out there that are doing classes that, that you've probably ever even heard of. Um, and, and what's cool is is that I get to interact with, with that crowd. But they, there's this, um, this back and forth between them, and, and it flares up every so often. And I always get pulled into these conversations. Uh, that, that's one of the reasons I left social media for a very long time. Um, you know, only recently returned to it in kind of a limited way was because I think that those conversations are really toxic and we just don't need to have them, but it's about like, you know, who's, who's more dangerous than who, who's better than who, like, can you get better training as a civilian? Is it, what is it an equivalent to It's like, all right, man, like, let's back up real quick. First things first, like we don't need to have that conversation personally. I don't think that we need to have it because it always comes off wrong. No matter who you're talking to, it's always going to come off wrong and you're going to piss somebody off. And I'm just not going to have that conversation. Um, do I think like, like, what does it take
0: Did we lose, Scout? I believe we did. I uh, I think we have dead air.
2: And not dead well, air
0: silencers, which would be way
5: cooler.
2: That would be way cooler. Way cooler.
5: Yeah, I got nothing. I, I started hearing guys again, so yeah.
2: That's so, okay. Um, I heard you were the stupidest person in the room, by the way. <laughs> that's all I heard from <laughs> yeah. the last thing. No, so, <laughs> I'm not attacking. Okay, fuck around, off, Dahlia. Totally to scout's (laughs) point i uh
0: i'm not attacking anybody either most of the national guard soldiers i knew were good soldiers but they were not they were young and they were not very knowledgeable and your average soldier is a pretty young guy um so so that that's not a personal attack on soldiers either but uh you know patriot man uh your mindset though like the uh, the motivation to fight is actually one of the hardest things to instill in in somebody And, um, you know, typically that comes from, uh, you know, a shared life experience with your fellow partisans, be you a Taliban or ISIS or Appalachian or a Texan or however you would define yourself. Like the shared life experience is extremely important. It's, um, the communist international travels the world. Uh, they are a globe trotting organization, but, um, that's you know workers of the world unite right so they do travel and help each other but in you know the us though was kind of built on um it was built on the backs of men who took care of it themselves let's just say that uh you know that like this 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 country was built by men who carried their own rucksack yeah <laughs> oh, absolutely like, that is a fact um okay. and and they they built it from the dirt I mean, they, they like they, they, they had fresh land, and then we they started anew. They saw the potential, and they knew. Um, and uh, and um, so yeah, uh, I, I I am impressed with your degree of knowledge, both uh, academic, and, you know, technical, in radio, firearms, well, I'm, psychology. I'm back in here now. There you are. Uh, yeah, man, I was having trouble carrying
2: uh, all that got weight from, on my shoulders. <laughs> we got some we've Atlas got some heavy is shrugging over here.
1: Nah, it's all good, man. We we've got some heavy cloud cover and and some rains passing through, and it kind of messes with the signal on Starlink a little bit. Um, but anyway, um, my point is though, and and what I was saying, and I, I don't know exactly how much got cut off, is, is it's no slight to either crowd. Um, to to you know. I'll say the armed and, and prepared citizen who takes his training very seriously, but you know, doesn't necessarily have any time in uniform. I don't think that that's a requirement to be dangerous by any means. There, there are criminals, you know, organized street gangs out there that are extremely dangerous, very, very well organized. Um, you know, and, and see, so you don't necessarily need that, but in order to, to understand, um, in order to understand how to prepare for combat, I mean, Che Guevara and, and the whole, uh, Cuban revolutionary cadre, you know, all, all of those guys, the Castro brothers, um, you know, Camilo Cienfuegos, like the, the whole crew all got training from cadre who had fought in the Spanish civil war. Right. So they were all professional soldiers, who moved to Mexico when uh, they they eventually lost the war, and began training the next generation of leftist revolutionaries, of communist revolutionaries. So this is this is an important thing to to understand and wrap your mind around. So I think in order to teach and and kind of understand the mission of learning something at the tactical level, you definitely need to have documented practical application like yes i did this i was in combat this is the time i was in right this is what i did um you know you you, you do now that leads into the conversation the whole conversation about um did you know like are you just as good as an infantryman or like these i think that these arguments are really really stupid um i don't I'm i'm not in the infantry anymore okay and I don't want to be like, I'm, I'm gone from that world. I'm very happy that I'm gone from that world. As a civilian, there is one of the things that, that I've learned that is that is extremely important. And this is a big takeaway is that working with civilians, you have this, this very unorthodox way of doing things frequently. Um, and that's really cool. Like, that is, that is a really, really cool thing to see this original thought. And, you know, like, I give you the nuts and bolts of how to accomplish a problem, and then you go and you do it. And nine times out of ten, as long as you teach the basics, and and this this is really, really important to take away, learn the basics and always apply those basics. You know, so for for the vet bro community out there, I totally get it too. When when there's there's some salt that that you know, there's there's a little bit of bitterness when you see these guys that make statements. You know that, that oh yeah, you know we've got all the cool guy gear and everything. Like I, I mean, I'll I'll be blunt about it. There are certain people in in the uh, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, whatever crowd. Because these are guys who are able-bodied and you know you never saw them downrange. And so they're they're just friggin' living a lie. Like, but you can't you have to you have to say that in a very careful way because a lot of people will look at that and they'll probably like I'm sure there'll be at least somebody that listens to this and and wants to, you know, fire off a, a mean email to me or whatever, like make them feel better. or – you know, what, whatever, man, you know, you do you, I'm just going to delete it. And, and that's going to be that uh, I get one a day and and like yours probably won't be the worst one that I get uh, a day. So whatever. Um, but the, that's the thing, man, is that we, it, it, it boils down to this. If you're part of the G disgruntled veteran crowd out there, of which I am a proud member and several of the other guys in this room are as well. Don't look at yourself as a gatekeeper of knowledge. Look at the Patriot community and this next upcoming generation of armed Americans, right? That, that are very vociferous online. And I freaking love it. I love that. Look at them as your gorillas, those are the people that you need to be reaching out to that you need to be training and for 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 fuck's sake show them what right looks like okay stop with the ass clown shit show them what right looks like and quit with the fucking gatekeeping all right now let's apply let's let's talk to the civilian side quit saying you're just as good as whatever because you ain't okay you ain't you don't you don't have to be an infantryman all right, you shouldn't want to be an infantryman. Some jackass wearing flannel, you know, who who whose time that he could have spent doing something productive came and went. Right, old chicken wing. Fuck that guy. Okay? And him making videos about what equipment you need is an infantryman, he doesn't know shit about any of that. So shut the fuck up. Right? Period. That kind of thing is is what sows Bad, uh, very, very bad blood, right? Be respectful. Understand that you're not part of that world. You're not going to be part of that world. And that's fine. That's fine. Don't pretend like you are. Okay. And that's not gatekeeping. That's just explaining reality. Okay. There's the, the, you can be extremely dangerous. You can be. You know, very, very well prepared. There are so many civilians out there that I have worked with that are in their mid-20s that are absolute friggin' studs, pipe hitters, and I want them on my team. They've never served a day in the military, and I love them for it because they think outside the box. But they're also not running around saying they're just as good as this or they're just as, no, because you ain't, all right? Understand that there's a degree of separation. A guerrilla is not a soldier. A guerrilla is a very specific type of fighter on the battlefield. A guerrilla is a warrior on part of the people. Plain and simple. Full stop. Okay? Full stop. So, the approach that I have, kind of the final word on this. And and what was sad was, was that there was several uh guys from the sf community that jumped into this and and it was really unfortunate um because they, they're kind of missing the broad point that the the mission of sf is is training uh training indigenous forces and we've got a pretty serious indigenous force here here in america you know so so that poor attitude i, th- I think is unfortunate right but the reality is, is, the, is, is, this, and, and again, I'm not knocking anybody. I'm just, just putting it out. as is the way I see it, take it or leave it. Um, but as a civilian and as a civilian who is politically motivated, you know, we're, we're organized for purpose, right? There is absolutely a political aspect to being armed. There's a political aspect to training. There's a political aspect for our reason for being right. You gotta understand that. And if you, you don't and it doesn't matter where you fall on the spectrum of all these things, if you don't understand that factoid, you ain't gonna make it. Okay. Period. Period. So I'm here to train you. And that's that is is the long and short of it. So uh but I, I wanted to field that and and I'm thinking about doing a, a much longer podcast of breaking some of this stuff down and and kinda um putting it in a digestible format, a more accessible format and kind of spending an hour on it. But um, I want to get back. It is in a class of its own. It is, man. It is. But I I, want to circle back to the cartel, the, the OSINT clown show, the fact that we now know that there are AT4s on our border, right? Among other things, if they're walking around with that out in the open, you know, there's, there's a lot of other stuff that we're not seeing yet that's probably much more dangerous than an AT4. An AT4 is pretty damn dangerous. So, guys, um, opening the floor, one hour, ten minutes into the show. Uh, your reactions to all of this, your thoughts on where these things are going. Um, feel free to, to take a shit on the OSINT crowd, um, what you think of them, what, what a clown show this is, and. Uh, Anyway, opening the floor, boys.
2: You know, I pointed out the other day when one of them said, this is the doomsday plane that the uh, SecDef was flying in. It's not called a doomsday plane. Nobody calls it that. I mean, they're just they're clowns. Uh, A a lot of them are. I mean, I'm going to be brutally honest of them. There are a lot of Patrick Fox-like dudes. That's what they are, right? And uh, those of you who don't know, Patrick Fox is... uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. yeah, anyway, that that's what they are, right? I mean, seriously, they're guys who are like an in, in Air Force aircraft refueler or something like that, and then they proclaim it to be something else. So there's nothing wrong with that job. Just don't pretend that it's something else, right? And don't pretend that makes you an expert on all things military. Uh, and, and they put out these things, and people say, well, it says OSINT. They must know what they're talking about. No, they don't. They're clowns.
5: I, I, I'll cover up on that, too, real quick, particularly because in the beginning of um, I, I, th- I think the biggest expose on, on the OSINT crowd has been this um, uh, the Russian-Ukraine conflict, because so many of these OSIN, you know, you know, fuck validation, fuck multiple sources for confirming XYZ. I mean, how many of the OSINT sources ran with the Ghost of Kiev or Snake Island? or any of these other things, they think that because they have access to some telegram channels with some photos and Wikipedia that they know and understand what's going on. And that's what kills me. And then, you know, also, by the way, if you're Osen, personally for me, I would just be presenting the facts and not taking an angle, but all these OSINT NAFO, you know, people are like, it's just it's silly and all it is is them looking at a telegram channel looking at wikipedia and drawing conclusions about things they don't know nothing about and i know madman has a pretty pretty strong opinion on these ones so uh yeah
4: yeah i made a post a while back like when ukraine first kicked off and it was a post like trying to make fun of those guys because like all they do is like put shit. On a digital map take a screenshot and put it on twitter that's all they do and they're and they're getting that information from the news like just the regular corporate media in green dragon academy i don't know if any of those guys are in here i know teddy bears in here but i was like yeah you know this video on twitter says that this airport was bombed and then i zoomed in on on google earth and everybody's like oh they bombed a civilian airport and i'm like yeah, if you go to Google Earth, there's a image from 2019 that's got, like, clearly fighter jets lined up all along the side. So, like, that's probably why I was getting bombed. <laughs> but the Ozen guys are like, oh, no, it's just a civilian airport. It's like, yeah, dude, it, like, the rest of the world's not the U.S. Like, we, they keep fighter jets at, quote, civilian airports. It's not the same as the U.S., where you got, like, your... Air National Guard is totally separate from your your normal uh, international or, or regional airports. You know the most anyway, annoying
2: thing they do though is they all put shit, up flight furious. radar twenty ra- flight radar twenty four and like look at the number of aircraft that are out there. All these intelligence crap, <laughs> dude. If those planes are actually doing something spicy, they're not going to be be pinging right. It's just nonsense.
4: Yeah,
2: yeah we didn't have any beacons going Keep on when
3: radar Air border uh, ops what is it called your transponder just keep it on while we're doing all these covert activities that's what we we'll, that's right. what we're gonna uh, do
0: that's not rule you know it's it's funny they um focus on the aircraft stuff because they have like flight tracker radar but you'll never that's hear them like you'll never hear them be like all right on nuclear sub tracker radar we have possibly some real dark angel shit going on over here in the south china sea they're like because yeah. they're just playing off like they're Some grifting. possible hypotheticals, but it's they don't get take it too far, which is exactly where they should just go. They're grifting
4: is what they're doing. A lot of those guys, I guarantee you, I'll, most of those guys were uh, probably in the army. They were a 35 Foxtrot, which is an all-source analyst, which really just takes everybody else's work and puts it together and briefs it to the commander. And that's what they are. That's all they know how to do is take everybody else's work and make it liberty <clears> and protest Oh, <throat> They... <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Like, the and guys, man, they piss me off because they just don't give you anything. I put in the comments earlier, intelligence, by definition, is actionable information. Like, is, it's refined information that becomes actionable intelligence. So like open source intelligence is not piggybacking off of a cNN article you know what I mean like that's not not even correct and on top of that it's not useful like what i I, I don't understand the the what they're trying to put out there i I don't get it. Well, I do, they're grifting. That's what they're really trying to do. They're doing it for internet cloud. Yeah, they're all like like, working
0: for Cambridge Analytica, just being an incest, institutionalized online influencer in And that's what it is,
4: is really they're they're online influencers. So they're not really giving you any information that you need to know, like they're just not and so many people get wrapped up into it like my mom even said she's like oh I'm following this guy she's like it's o o sint something and i was like yeah ma like that guy's totally full of shit don't even follow him anymore and she's like are you sure i was like yeah yeah i'm i'm pretty sure ma you can if shit's going down i'll let you know don't worry you'll be the first one i call like <laughs> it's just fun. They 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 I have all
1: follow the follow this account called the Intel Crab and he's mean
4: Russians, like, Yeah. Like,
5: yeah, well, you know.
4: You you made an Intel analyst, so you should probably just trust the one that you made, uh, instead of following the guy that you don't know. She's since learned better. But yeah, that's the kind of people they're going for, is like the people that really don't know any better. Uh, which is why I actually, I know I don't post a lot on AP, but that's why I put some effort into this. Like, obviously, you know, like I got a wife and fam, like new house and whatnot, but, um, that's why I'm teaching the classes. Cause like people have to know this stuff. So like, I want everybody to go out and be like, okay, this is how it really works. So when you see something different. Maybe not distrust it, but maybe take like a second look and be like, "Yeah, hey, you you might be full of shit, pal," because that's not anything that I've heard before. And if they're swearing up and down that this is like this is how it's done, this is I'm a professional. Mm, okay, probably not, because <laughs> if they were professional, they wouldn't be on Twitter.
1: That hurts. That hurts me. Come on, man.
4: Well, no, no, no. Hold on. (laughs) I know
1: what you mean. I'm I'm just fucking with you. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, they wouldn't be an analyst. They're a professional intel guy. They ain't going to be on Twitter. That's what
4: I meant. Yeah, if you're a professional intel guy, uh, you ain't posting on Twitter. You're, Yeah. yeah, you're posting to the intel community Twitter on a classified network. Not open Twitter. They might have a guy that posts to open Twitter for certain Yeah, stuff.
0: he works so for like... Psyops and he's ex army. And he wanted to get fucking yeah. E6, so he went Psyops. Like, that's <laughs> his he's posting on Twitter. Stop listening to that guy. He's lying to you. It's a she. It's
1: a she. It's always a she. It's, no, it, it's the guy got, that always
0: got invited to the platoon cookout on the weekends, but never showed up. That's who it is. Come on, we all oh. saw the guy go, talking to the recruiter, and then he went to EMT Bravo School before he got out of the army. But he didn't go to motherfucking EMT Bravo School. I'm telling you, he went to psyops right now. I'm telling everybody how oh, you
4: really feel, Johnny. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: I was gonna say, man, the 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 queen of psyops. Uh, over on, uh, I guess, Instagram and TikTok. I know she's got a video on TikTok being passed around, old Lujon. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I just roll my eyes at that kind of thing because I don't know who that crap appeals to. Um, but, you know, that, that girl, the fact that that girl's in psyops, and she is, she's actually a psyops soldier, um, that whole thing is being run. It's just, uh, man... That's You're it's, it's, about the it's cute, ironic on many levels. Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah. Yeah. That Definitely was uh, Yeah. It, it, no, no, no. I mean she really is. Like no, that's yeah. it's that's a fact. Like she there, there's because um, it was getting passed around some of the um some of the vets. She's in a vets, civil affairs unit. Yeah. No, she's in PsyOps. Is it yeah?
3: civil I, affairs. Yeah, it's the same. So I house. thought it was the same, same thing. thing. More or less.
1: Yeah, they're not the same thing. They they, they I, occupy I might the be same, wrong there. They they occupy the same footprint. They do. But they, they're not the same thing.
0: I'll tell you the difference. Civil affairs actually has the guts to go on a foot patrol in the middle of garden. That's fair.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And, that's
0: true.
4: Psyops make sweet, t- sweet TikToks.
0: Yeah,
2: well, no, so the, the the yeah, psy-ops, all the things about so. the, um, Psy-
0: the psyops uh, is also responsible for like the army recruitment ads and stuff. So the, they, yes. you know, it's yeah. not all evil. It's the the same department. It's the it's you know, it's the PAO. Uh, wait, POA? Hold on, I'm having a dyslexic moment. Public Affairs Office. It's, it's, it's all run through the PAO down the street from Madman and I, it used to be really down the street from where Madman worked like across the street almost. But, um, yeah, it's, you know, that the, you know, the president's got a direct line to the army. Like it, you know, when they, uh, yeah, it's all. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) Um, yeah. Yeah. They got a whole psyop
4: was like to put, they were like, Hey, we got this girl. That nobody can say no to. Let's just put her on the camera and, like, guaranteed. Nobody's like some guys aren't even going to watch the whole video. They're going to be like, "Oh my god, there's girls in the army that look like that." Sign me up. No.
1: You don't. You don't want them. You know, magmatic joins
4: us. But when you're 18 and you're like, oh, you know what I mean? Like, they would have got me to join with that for sure. I'm not not even going to like try and lie about it. If I saw that girl on TikTok, I was like, "Man, that's what the army's got hanging around. I'm definitely joining like today."
0: Yeah. Where are they hiding the army dance team at. I joined so, for you know, less than that. I joined I
4: didn't even it didn't even that. I joined cuz I thought I was going I thought I was going on uh, the crusade circa 2010, but that turned out to not be a real thing anymore. So, yeah, I, they had me in the first half.
0: I, I, yeah, they had, <laughs> that <man. laughs> you know, all I wanted to do was crusader shit with my fucking crusader friends and you know, the Latin American bros, I like that machismo culture and I wanted to go on a crusade in the middle East with El Cid and I wanted to free Valencia, but no, <laughs> no, you know, damn.
4: Yeah. That's mm. all right.
0: <sighs> we'll retake it one day yeah well to the next century we'll just next the next we'll get, him up, in, we'll get them we'll get them you will do time. it all over next century there'll be it there'll be another you know 20 it, it'll be you know there'll be another dick cheney and bush and every it, it'll be glorious i can't <laughs> wait i hope my grandkids sign up <laughs> hopefully they have a cyborg well,
4: body for me i can fight in it
0: I'm gonna dedicate the rest of my life to making Mecha sure Mad that Man. there's a fifth Gulf War.
1: Mecha <laughs> Madman. Dude. He's gonna be the final boss on uh, Wolfenstein 12. <laughs> 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 yes. Mecha Mad you damn right, yeah, buddy. That's like a fifteen-tiered
4: joke. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, stacks and stacks of levels of autism.
5: Uh, next speaks.
4: <laughs> Hello, beautiful. How are you? I'm I am great at missed you guys.
1: It's the same opinion on them. I, mean, I think I they're all, voice. you know, they are what they are. But uh, talking about the cartels. So, you know, we know the Gulf Cartel is... Well armed now, visibly well armed. We know uh, CNJG is really the the heavy hitter among all of this. Uh, Sinaloa as well, you know, getting towards the west coast. Uh, that's that's kind of their space they occupy. But um, you know, the other thing too is that a lot of folks on the left, a lot of the the people that are that are uh, uh, taking the copium and the hopium out there are. Very prone to saying, Well, so what if they're armed? So what if they got A24s, right? Well, first of all, these are the same people that want you disarmed. Okay, so, you know, we need to point that out. But these are also the criminal, the armed criminal elements that are bringing in and facilitating the human trafficking that's going on into the United States. And we know that they're bringing in bad actors, right? including elements of their own to set up shop inside the United States have been doing this for decades. This isn't anything new, but it is taking a more, uh, virulent turn, I think, and is going to be doing so for, you know, probably it's, we're going to have a slow escalation of things moving forward. Guys, um, you know, and, and, uh, Joe with, with your tactical wisdom series, you definitely have a bunch of material in there that, that uh, covers these types of scenarios. Um, where do you see all this going down? Where do you see, you know, Russia and China, which, you know, I've covered as ad nauseum, um, you know, we're going to be doing red Dawn take three. I'm going to be doing that podcast the next, the next few days, but um Covering specifically the level of influence that both Russia and China have south of our border, where do you see all this going,
0: Ned?
2: Well, I would guarantee you that what we're going to see is asymmetrical threats. We're going to see bombings, shootings, just all kinds of critical infrastructure hits. Let's remember... Our government keeps warning us every couple of days about blackouts and white supremacists attacking the power grid. Could be that they know someone's already working on that and they're going to use it to kill two birds with one stone. Um, but, you know, if you look at all the events going on in the world, you see the sides lining up for World War Three. Even this, this silliness that's going on in Kosovo, which makes no sense whatsoever uh, for us to be stirring that up on purpose. Um, everyone's lining up behind one side or the other. Right. I mean, there's no there, there's a reason why that uh, Serbian flag is the same color as Russia's and as a double headed eagle. Um, I just would see that, that the wide open border has given the opportunity to insert special ops teams or uh, folks that have been trained by the IRGC uh, to come in and, and wreak havoc kind of all over just to kind of push America to a point where they can't respond to what goes on in the rest of the world. And I would just see that getting worse. And, and I know we talked a little bit about a project that may involve some, some hands-on videography down on the border. Uh, I think that might be a, a plus uh, if we make it that long, we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah. Well, I think that we will. I, I do. I don't think that this is going to be a, All of a sudden, bam. No,
2: no, it's going to be a slow, a few things here and there. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Guys, what are your thoughts?
5: Well, I will say, very briefly, I want to echo Joe's point about the the power grid and everything. Um, Sean Ryan Show, who, if you're not following Sean Ryan on YouTube, he has an excellent podcast series. With started off being with a bunch of war fighters and their stories, and he's, he's really good at getting into their um what they're dealing with. But he's branched out into some people you've never really would hear on normal uh avenues of media. And one of the guys was David Tice talking about the threat to the grid, and I mean, it's something we've known about for a long time to dole's point that i we were going back and forth on twitter a little bit about it it's been hinted at you know between the fact they announced the chinese hackers penetrated which we knew but it was kind of an open secret like we didn't say they did but we knew that they did right they've tested the scatter units and 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 distribution uh electrical distribution centers they tested it all um i think that's something that they keep pushing for a reason so i agree with dole on that one
3: Yeah, it's definitely going to go down with the grid. Based, uh, I was re-watching the uh, short clips from that interview today, and the main thing that struck me is the flip-flopping with the SEALs and their after-action report saying this was an act of terror, then the FBI coming in saying, no, we don't know what it is, but it definitely wasn't that, but it's unsolved. And then it happened again recently in North Carolina with, I think what they say, AKs more than likely 7.62 by 39 or 7.62 by something bigger. I'm not sure. I, I don't yeah. remember the details. The, the bigger thing being what's going on there. And then also I've mentioned this once before on, uh, I think I was on John Crump live on a, a live broadcast, but remember there was all that um, <clears throat> explosive material that was stolen. 30,000 pounds. Yeah. So that happened somewhere else in the country too, months before this, and I was aware of it because of a guy I I talked to. And I have the receipts, I mean, I have screenshots and proof of like the way bills um, and everything. It was done on the East Coast as well. Some similar stuff was stolen, not the exact same, but similar. And also there was um, a large amount of fuel stolen. And when I looked it up, simple little grease ball firefighter trick in the ERG, the Emergency Response Guidebook, little hazmat book, You can transport that in the diesel fuel. So I would be curious as to what, if any, other things have been missing that are similar in nature. And then just combine that with, yeah, they got AT4s. We've seen videos of these cartels rolling with 50 cals past pulled over cars inside the United States. Something's going to pop off. What, when, how, why? It's anybody's guess. But you can't tell me that this isn't happening. All incredibly... At an increasing rate right now, and that it's just going to simmer down, and there's not going to be events that pop off. That it's it's impossible in my mind.
1: Yeah, hundred percent, man. I think that's really, really well said. Um, any other points?
4: I agree with risky. Uh, yeah, ten out of ten. You you can't you can't have all this going on. Especially with the border crossings, I mean, I mean, <laughs> Scout. You, I know you posted a few, and you know, I wrote a couple articles about it way back. Uh, I think like summer of last year, maybe. Um, yeah. Like you just, I, I I went to the border one time just to visit uh, when I was at Fort Meade. We went down. I'm sorry, Fort Hood, and it was uh, it was eye opening. Um, the amount of of shit that happens at our border every day, all day, all night. And the idea that all these people are coming across and not only coming across, but they put in the news like, oh, we're deploying, you know, so-and-so is deploying the National Guard from here and yada, yada. It's like, well, yeah, they're just going to help the people across the border. They're not stopping them from crossing the border. So,
0: yeah, I, can, I actually she's, rescind she's my previous statements not making fun of the National Guard. I'm, I'm going to go back to making fun of the National Guard again. I, I, I can't believe they do that. It's a fucking joke, dude. Yeah, it's such a fucking joke. It, it's it's wild. And
4: when I see that, when Michael Jan's been posting a bunch of videos of like, you couldn't really see it in the video, um, but they were like, yeah, that dude definitely looked like he had a rifle. And he was like crossing the border. So, like, granted, they're probably not in like literally invading with rifles because they don't need to. Um, that's just a good way to get shot. They're probably protecting the people that they're trying to get across the border from the uh, Mexican border guard and American border patrol or whoever is actually trying to stop them. But not the nasty girls. Um. Well, yeah. Then well, the nasty girls and the border patrol. I don't think either but I mean Texas uh, I mean I don't want to put anybody on blast but uh, I know some boys down in Texas and I guarantee you there's a couple square miles of the border that you're not crossing and they're not affiliated with any government organizations Um, yeah you cross into their area and you, you're probably just not ever going to be seen again yeah, it's- um, that's definitely happening for sure I can almost guarantee it you're not going to hear about it for sure they don't want any of that getting out because that's going to give people ideas but the idea that people are going to be crossing the border like this and there's not going to be any repercussions is just dumb even if they don't start blowing stuff up like I mean there's going to be way more way more violent crime because that's just how those people live Um, there's probably going to be more shootings more mass shootings because that's what they're going to use right everybody's like the old trope is we're so desensitized to mass shootings well yeah we are and they're going to use that like the enemies of the US are going to use that against us they're going to do mass shootings and it's going to be one maybe two guys going and just going into a busy area and just start shooting people and that's what they're going to do And that's part of the demoralization campaign. It's
5: the same thing. Different tactic. Well, I mean, even so, I mean, think about all the anti-air that we've given. I mean, you know, if they're buying AT4s from Ukraine, uh, what, they're going to pass them by an opportunity to get a couple stingers? You know, they're going to mean them for the the Mexican police, the police helicopters. But what happens if... They have a major crossing going on. One of our border patrol, and, and I, I texted Scout about this earlier. I mean, ultimately, right? The weapons that they all have—it's Mexico. It's you know, it's we expect them to have some level of weaponry. What and, and Dolio, you said this on, on on Twitter too. What happens the first time that gets turned against them? I mean, that's that, 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 that's um, uh, call it? Um, fast and furious on steroids. I mean, that's that's a stinger these guys trying to get across the border. We have a border patrol helicopter going and we can shut down with a stinger that we supplied someone. I mean, that I don't even, you know, my my background is in politics. I don't even know what the fucking fallout would be from that. Like that's a whole other level of escalation. But we see what the cartels are willing to do to protect themselves, protect their products, and they feel like they're invincible because they they, man, they, they seem to be every time I see the news, they're, they're fucking up the Mexican police somehow.
0: Not to interrupt. So why the- wouldn't
5: they think they could shoot down a Border Patrol helicopter and get away with it?
0: Speaking of videos, did I not see a video of some Border Patrol with, like, belt-fed weapons riddling in, like, a Jeep full of cartel, like, some months back? There used to be some really badass uh, Twitter channels that would post some pretty hard stuff. But I don't know. I don't know if it was actually our border patrol, or like some other tactical unit. Um, but man, it definitely looked like our guys was saws riddling a car that drove across the border.
4: Oh, that happens for sure. That's. I mean, that's not they, an, it, it, it's it, not a it, common occurrence, it but it's not uncommon.
0: Dude, they were they were uh, as all, all it was it was like some real like straight out of fort bragg tactics it was guys with saws kind of spreading out and getting their interlocking sectors of fire and they were not letting their fingers off the trigger and they had 200 rounds each to wrap around the vehicle and just riddle it with bullets everyone in there nobody on the other team even stood a fucking chance dude like you it's 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 like (laughs) it's not happening i mean you just you're not walking away from that the um so that happens
4: my problem is that all these people coming across that are being let in are the problem. Because the cartels, yeah. I don't. They want to take out the Mexican government, right? Like, they'd rather focus on Mexico and Central America proper. Like, the Reconquista thing is like a future goal. That's not an immediate goal. Their immediate goal is to not have any competition in Mexico, which means you're going to see infighting too. Cause the cartels aren't like one, uh, big thing. Like they're all different families that don't really like each other. It's like regular drug dealers, right? You know, one's got one corner, the other's got another corner and they fight all the time. So I I'd see cartels fighting, like kind of coming together for a little bit to get rid of the Mexican government officially. And then fighting each other, whoever comes out on top, and then a few years later might see more incursion, like open incursion into other countries. Whether that's the U.S., I don't, I, I don't want to even try to speculate on that because that's too far out. Um, but I do foresee a lot of dumb shit happening in the U.S. in the next year, for sure.
1: Yeah. hundred percent. I, I, they, they definitely are, um, we're on that track, man. And, and the problem is, is that the, the, the power structure that's running things in DC can't admit that there's a problem. Like they, they, they're, they they do not have the ability to admit that there's a problem because then they would be admitting that their policies and th- this Republicans are included in this too, by the way. Um, you know, the, the Uniparty, the whole whole dissatisfaction of the Uniparty is very popular these days. But um, it is no less a fact that that Republicans, that your your mainstream rhinos, whatever it is you want to call them, Uniparty, whatever, um, they've been profiteering quite a bit off of the influx of invaders from the South coming in as well. Right. Democrats have been doing it because this allows them uh, a very easy voter base to draw upon. Like right? This is a documented fact. This is what they've been doing. Um, and, and so any any motion to do anything meaningful on the border is an admission that those policies are all wrong. Um, so. You know, that's, that's why nothing ever gets done about it. Nothing's going to get done about it. But uh, I do see that that there are uh, enemies of America that are fully exploiting this and will be fully exploiting this. And, folks, there's stated goals to take us down. You know, I, I think that it's very ironic. All, all the Ukraine, uh, NAFO types are running, oh, you're my Ukrainian flag and beat the Russians. You do understand that, that they are working vehemently to bring down the United States from within. I mean, you do understand that, right? That that our uh, foray into Ukraine to protect the Biden family investments over there is, is really, really a stupid way to go about fighting the Russians. Um, we haven't won anything. Uh, we're not winning anything. We're not going to win anything. This, this is really, really dumb, and they have outmaneuvered us completely, uh, period. Period. End of story. There is no cheerleading going on there. I want America to win, right? But that ain't how we do it. We need to be worried about our own borders, right? We need to be worried about our own people here at home. And we need to be taking out the trash in Washington, D.C. that is nothing more than a galvanized, entrenched grifter class that is a parasite on this nation. That's exactly what they are. That is exactly what they are. Uh so any other points, guys?
0: Um <clears throat> the uh what do you open carry in AT four? Uh like I don't recognize any of the symbols on that guy's gear or anything like that. Like what like are they who were those guys? Like were they like a golf or something? The no, Gulf well, yeah,
2: the Golf Cartel. Yeah.
0: yeah. That that's its own that's their name, the Golf Cartel. I I have yeah, not studied the Those are like some of the most I brutal guys, started.
1: right? Well, the Zetas are gone. They they're they're over with. Um they gave way to CNAG, which is uh the new generation Jalisco Cartel. Um you have the Gulf Cartel that is on the Gulf of Mexico. That is primarily where they operate. And they each have their own little fiefdom, right? Where where, you know, this this is their territory, this is their turf. This is where they operate. And they they have different things they do. You know, it, it's just like um with with any organized crime element you know here in america most people are familiar with um different elements of organized crime in the united states you know most famously the italian mob uh you know la Cosa nostra and the five families of new york and um you know the chicago outfit and like you know i mean this is this is just something that's entrenched in american parlance right it's the same thing in mexico like it, it, but you also have the element in Mexico of the fact that um they're very much an out uh really an outgrowth of uh spanish culture of you know spanish so spanish culture is, is very different from um you know northern european culture where and and you know everything like that all the ideology that kind of came along after that of the enlightenment period and everything. Uh, Spanish culture is very rigid and you have, uh, you know, the, the 12 ruling families and they, they, the, the impresarios in Mexico when they went to Mexico and then, you know, the, the rest of Latin America, they established their fiefdoms and it's like, okay, you know, like, this area over here is Ramirez. And this that you belong to the Ramirez family, and and that is like everybody that lives on that, everybody that is in that area, they're all part of that, and so that culture, that kind of all encompassing culture, is it lends itself well to the organized crime world, and this is really, um, th- this is really why the Italian mob in America did so well uh, at, at um, really maintaining itself and, and um, staying out of the public eye. Even though a lot of people knew that they existed, they didn't know how they operated because La Cosa Nostra literally means our thing. In Italian, and and that is it, it. It was you know, if you weren't part of this family, there's no way that you're going to get on the inside of of the secrets of of everything it is that they do, and um, you know that that kind of tribalism and and that tribalist outlook to that really created a, a very uh, strong internal security mechanism, and so your cartels operate very much like that, very much like that. The culture is very very to a, a much higher level. Um, you know, the, the American mob, you know, the... the you know, street gangs, EISA's, Crips, Bloods, uh, Larry Hoover, and, and, you know, all of that stuff, 1% are biker gangs, everything that you want to throw in the mix. It pales in comparison to what's going on in Mexico because... Because, this is the big differentiation, these guys, one, are, are substantially more violent, but they also, in terms of their, their raw power that they have, their reach, they, the, the way that they can wield their power is on par with nation-states. And that's what is very, very scary. And so, you know, um, Joe, I I think it was it was on um, the Privy Council, one of the the episodes that we were talking about Mexico and how, you know, Mexico City is the the government of AMLO and Mexico City is really kind of just like they don't have much power or authority outside of Mexico City.
2: No, that's it. And what happens is every time they try to exert their power outside of Mexico City, they get in a three-day-long battle with the cartels that ends essentially with the Mexican government surrendering every single time. They end up releasing whoever it is they have in custody or withdrawing back to their things. Uh, They control uh, the federal district of Mexico City, and that is it, nothing else.
5: Wasn't it the, uh, the 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 one cartel um, leader's son? Like they 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 got him, and then the Mexican police were surrounded by the cartel, and they like hat in hand had to release his son to the cartel.
2: Yeah, that, that was El Chapo's yeah, son. El Chapo, yeah. Um, yeah, the, they they totally like terrorized the whole country, and they ended up essentially surrendering to them. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, they locked down street corners with anti-material rifles and uh, they had like their <clears throat> they had their like on-call like embedded dudes running around. <laughs> they popped their trunks and like there's video of it. They they, they yeah, one yeah. guy pulled his Barrett out the back of his truck, sat down in, in the middle, middle of the road and road just pointed it at this building that looked like a police barracks or something uh, so or like a police station sort of and like and then he just like five minutes later gets up walks to his car puts the Barrett in the back drives off he's not speeding when he drives off like that dude was not afraid of nothing that man imagine man what do you do to earn that job like holy shit well you don't you don't just buy your
1: Barrett and, you know, all of a sudden be like, hey, guys, I bought this gun store. I'm going to use it like no. no. Somebody handed you that weapon. Um, you know, it's, it's you. You earn the right to use that one because, I yeah. mean, they they have their own internal. I mean, you know, you got to understand, like the Zetas came out of the Mexican Special Forces like they, they have that rigid structure and they, it, it, they have their own training pipelines. I mean, uh, you know, this, all this stuff is well documented. And I mean, you know, a lot of it, a lot of this has been kind of glamorized recently with, with Hollywood. I mean, you know, I enjoyed Sicario too. I, I thought it was, it was a really cool movie. I thought the second one was a cool movie. I'm looking forward to the third one. Um, you know, original writing and and kind of hard hitting and, and gritty the way that it was done well very cast long. and
0: well told yeah story.
1: oh man i mean benicio del toro dude he's one of my favorite actors of like any era he's he's one of my favorite actors because he's, they, they, he's they,
0: such the intensity man. the intensity in the car scenes and that really yeah. uh i think does a good like way of expressing what it was kind of like driving around like Baghdad or any of these other areas like it because you're constantly talking head on a swivel like who the fuck's that who the fuck's that why is this guy looking at me like he's the toughest thing on this street Like, yeah you know it's um why's you know what's that dude doing on the cell phone over there i'm just gonna point my machine gun at him okay good he got off his cell phone yeah fuck that guy <laughs> you know like and then it's just pick the yeah. next target like i'm just gonna terrorize every single person i see i've pointed a machine gun at every single person in baghdad i'm pretty sure pretty sure <laughs> that's one and thing they that, they, hate, that we were taught <laughs> by the the uh
3: the senior guys before we got to baghdad they said you project force and violence on everyone you see and they won't fuck with you and we would draw, and he and they meant it. We drew down on every single alleyway when we were walking around town, every one. And other people, like yeah. when we got there and ripped it, ripped out the uh, unit that was there before us. They wouldn't get out of their vehicles, and they didn't like that we wanted to get out of ours. And we oh were no, I, fucking get I with Krishy, it
0: yeah, the, the dude, like we hit the ground running. They blew a hole through my first sergeant's truck. Twelve hours after we landed and like it like there was this like awkward silence after this deafening explosion like a hundred and fifty yards from the entrance from the ecp the the like and i i was like i was standing on a doorway and then i walked through the doorway and i think an rpg hit the building when i anyway the like man but these dudes pulled out i was like you know grabbing water bottles or something i don't know we were loading up trucks and stuff but and you know first sergeants first sergeants first truck out you know first sergeant leads out they blew a goddamn hole in his truck but anyway um yeah no we would just like grab people shoving m4 in their face be like get the fuck away from me like who are you dude we we were the best we were the toughest motherfuckers in that city hands down we uh, we we really put it on them man And shit was exciting. The hair on my neck is standing up. <laughs> Good times, flagging uh, people with two forty.
1: Never want to have a, a show, a show. But um, anyway, kind of rounding out the episode tonight uh, with five minutes left on the clock. Um, you know, final thoughts on this from my perspective. It has nowhere to go but worse from here. Uh, if for nothing else, folks, and, and I said this earlier today, and I'm going to reiterate the point. If you are not taking what you are doing right now very, very seriously, you know, hey, we all get burned out on stuff. I get it. You know, you, you get you get burned out on the doom porn. I get it. And believe me, you have no idea. You have no idea. You think you're burned out on the doom and gloom stuff. You should see it from my end. All right. But. Let me tell you something. There is a reason that you are doing everything that you're doing. And need to double down on it. You need to. Get some of that dirt time in. Get out and do something productive. All right. Figure out how to improve your station in life. You know, and, and figure out ways to live independent of the grid, not get off the grid necessarily, because that's not feasible for everybody, but get independent of it. You know, um, something, I, for example, something I'm doing on my end, I uh, have been doing for all last week is, you know, teaching, teaching everybody around me how to, how to butcher animals, you know, something simple like that. Right, because it's a, it's a life skill that children need to learn, right? So they they um, you know learn a little bit about animal husbandry, and then uh, you know something simple, raising chickens, right? All right, now we're gonna butcher them, Some, something simple like that, you know. And and um and it's it's hard stuff, right? No, none of these things are easy, but it's hard stuff. You you learn how to live independent of the grid. You're getting yourself trained up for a broad multitude of skills and it, you know, really improving your station in life. Um, You know, like I said, revisiting the whole thing, I'm doubling down on what I'm doing. Um, The remainder of 2023, the training is up on the calendar. A lot of those classes only have a few spots left in them. And that's, that's not me, you know, oh, you know, I'm trying to sell you on my class, no. I'm just telling you, if you want to get in on these classes, there's limited spots left in everything that's on the calendar. Tactical signals exploitation is coming up in August. Um, that is a class that you definitely want to get in on. All right. That is one that, that I've got a lot of questions. Um, there's several slots available for that class. And you you definitely want to get in on that because I'm telling you, the man, the myth, the legend, Madman himself is sitting in here. You've been listening to him. It's, you know, it, it is all killer no filler with him. You're getting you're getting some of the best information that you can get in a class setting, bar none. I'm telling you. You know, like like I teach a signals intelligence course that that I've got and he's taking it to a whole new level. Right? and and you don't need my class to take his class you know that's it, but it is being hosted at my place and you know he he's my guy and um, I'm very very excited to be to to have this going on and and to get this very unique opportunity that isn't offered much uh, his his skill level and knowledge is not offered very much in civilian spaces so this is something that
0: it's is very interesting.
1: It is. It is. It's, and a lot it's of hands super. On. There's.
0: There's all. There's so many different ways to fight a war. You know. It's like, it's really amazing.
1: Yep. But anyway, anyway, closing in on on just one minute left on the clock. I uh, want to give a shout out to the show sponsors, of course, Mr. Joe Dolio, in here with us tonight with his tactical wisdom series of course you can get those over on his website tacticalwisdom.com, as well as amazon and uh, i do have it on good authority that volume five is in the works uh so
2: literally while we're doing this show
5: (laughs) yeah boy y'all heard it first order number four you heard
1: it first
2: quit slacking patriot man fuck off
1: slack and quit slack. But, um, with that said, folks, all seriousness, um, take what you were doing right now. Very, very serious. Everything that you're doing is going to count. I promise. Um, you know, and, and, and I say that with, with the utmost sincerity and the utmost severity as well, that, that you know, what you're doing now, you put in that work now, and it is going to pay off later on down the road. With that said, folks, rounding out the show, two hours it is, last call. We're about to get kicked out of the bar. It is closing time. The bells are ringing. God bless all of you. Have a wonderful week going into next week. Thank you for being in here. Thank you for doing everything that you are doing out in the real world, for making Brush Beater Diet store, as huge as it is already. And I am returning that favor tenfold by the end of the summer. Just you wait and see. We're gonna have a bright future on our hands. Thank you, folks. God bless you. Good night. And I'll talk to you again very, very soon. The Zency Scout out.